Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father, in Jesus' name. We praise the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever lives and believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is the second part of God Will Provide Himself a Lamb. Let's turn to Luke 23, verse 33. When they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Father heard his prayer. And that's why you and I can come to Jesus, because of his sacrifice. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And the superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. Let's turn to Mark 15, verse 15. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it upon his head. And began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with a reed. A reed was not a flimsy little weed, but it was like a cane. And did spit upon him, and bowing their knees, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they compel one Simon, the Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they, bringing him unto the place, Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them. 
what every man should take. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And it was about the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking, said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. Of course, we know from the previous account in Luke that the one thief, he was different. He humbled himself and his soul was saved. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Let's turn to Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. For thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despise of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb, that didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb, thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gave to palm me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierce my hands and my feet, I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me, they part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me, deliver my soul from the sword. My darling, from the power of the dog, save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. 
You that fear the Lord, praise him. All you the seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all you the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. We see here in Psalm 22, a psalm of David. David was clearly anointed of the Holy Ghost by the prophet Samuel. He was anointed to be king of Israel. And David, when he wrote this psalm, he was clearly filled with the Holy Spirit. And he certainly was not talking about himself, but he was talking about Jesus. And if you have any doubt, look at verse 16. They pierced my hands and my feet. That never happened to David. We know that that happened to Jesus. So why did Jesus cry out on the cross? We read in the New Testament and now in the Old Testament prophesied. It's amazing how exact the prophecies are about Jesus in the Old Testament and how they were exactly fulfilled. No human being could possibly fulfill all those prophecies about Jesus, about the Messiah of his own self. No man could possibly do that of his own self. Only the Son of God could possibly fulfill those prophecies. And Jesus fulfilled every single one of them exactly. Even the price of his betrayal, 30 pieces of silver, was prophesied in the Old Testament. So many things were prophesied. He should be born of a virgin. Jesus fulfilled all those things except the things that are yet to be fulfilled concerning his return. So why did he cry out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did the Father forsake him when he was on the cross? It was because he was literally made sin on our behalf that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. All our sins were laid upon him. Jesus became a sin offering for the whole entire human race. For all the sins of the human race, he was the perfect, spotless lamb. He was born of a virgin, became a man. He lived a sinless life, though he was tempted as a man. He did not walk as God. He walked as a man, and he was tried and tempted in every way that we are. And yet he never yielded. He never sinned in 33 years. So he was proven, tried, and he was the pure, spotless lamb. And he willingly offered himself. He overcame in the Garden of Gethsemane so that he could obey the Father and give himself unto this suffering, which is only God can possibly reveal to us the extent of his suffering that he went through for all of our sins. But he did it. He overcame. He fulfilled it. He suffered on the cross for our sins. He was made a sin offering, and his blood was shed. Jesus' blood was the blood of the spotless lamb. The Bible says that in the Old Testament that the life of a creature is in the blood. So Jesus' sinless life was in his blood, and his blood was shed. That's why it's so important. That's why it washes us through faith. Our sins are cleansed by the blood of the lamb. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him, by Jesus, to reconcile all things unto himself, 
By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which we have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. Here's that if again. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So clearly we see that a person can be saved. They hear the gospel and they they can be saved. But if they, they can lose their salvation, there's many people that don't believe that. They don't believe, they believe what's called once saved, always saved doctrine. Once you're saved, everything's covered. You're going to heaven no matter what. That is not what the scripture teaches. There are conditions. You are truly saved. When you repent and believe on Jesus, Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. When you repent and believe the gospel, you are saved. Jesus, you are, you are born again. His spirit is joined with your spirit, and you are born again. But you must continue in the faith, not moved away from the hope of the gospel, in order to be saved, fully saved. Verse 2 again by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Verse 3, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. Let's turn to Hebrews 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purging of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. 